Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, These are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Yeah. So without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Miles, we are thrilled mm-hmm. to be joined in our third seat by a brilliant Honor. actress, writer, podcaster, educator. It is the brilliant, the talented Karama Donkwa! Karama! Hello, hello, thank you. I didn't prepare an AKA. I should have. I've been here before. I, w- I want to be cool <laughs> like right. you guys, but I, I can't match your, your singing prowess. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> have you? Yeah. Cool is definitely the operative word. Very, very cool. Uh, what very you've cool, just witnessed cool. here at the start very of our cool, show. Very very legal. I'm also the only person not wearing a hat, and I feel like rude that I didn't get that memo. And you and you eat your apples from the side. I'm I'm assuming based on your reaction to that song I was singing. Oh, I don't eat apples because I like to fight doctors. I have a tiny oh, apple wow. today, guys. <laughs> it's my it's my mid record snack. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, it's time. I could probably eat it in like three bites. I think, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I've I still have yet to try the bottom to the top method of apple eating. So, so maybe we'll maybe it'll happen. Maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll happen live to on tape Instagram. on this podcast. I yeah. feel like the way that you eat a food is very important. And I just, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong to right. eat it from the bottom up. It feels very I, wrong. I, this, like, this is the, these are the kinds of guests we have on that just challenge the paradigm as we know it, you know, and push us further and further out and saying, you know, there's no wrong way to eat an apple. And it just looks wrong. Well, like I, so I, I bit into a Kit Kat once, just like the whole thing. 
and it didn't mm. taste right anymore. It just wasn't a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, oh, you didn't break them apart. You're just no, like big just, bite through all four. Big bite through all four of yeah. them. And yeah. now it looks like a pan flute made of chocolate. <laughs> That's right. It's for my, it's for my musicologist out there. <laughs> Karama, you are, uh, where, where are you coming to us from? I'm coming to you from Chicago currently. Okay. New city okay. for me. I like mm-hmm. it so far. It's nice. Yeah. A lot of buildings. Great oh, for okay. it. Love, happy right. for Chicago and all of its buildings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you get to witness any of the St. Patrick's Day madness? I was here on St. Patrick's Day, so a little oh, little shit. shenanigans. I'm not okay. a big drinking holiday celebrator, so mm-hmm. I was just like minding my business. I actually got my passport renewed on St. Patrick's Day. You wow. know, oh, the, you the craziest activity. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I spent most of my day in the passport office. But me and the passport office guy are are really great. Shout out to Frank yeah. at the passport office in Chicago. Wait. Wait, but you you're in LA or you're in California most of the time, right? Like yeah. you live in California, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but you're like, I gotta handle my passport shit while I'm in Chicago. Like, so here's kinda... the thing, I'm stupid. So what I should have <laughs> done is just did it in LA because I didn't do my U.S. passport. I did my Ghana passport, and there Got are it. four places in the United States where you can renew your Ghana passport, and one Got of them it. is Los Angeles. But I was like, you know what? I'm in Chicago. I don't have anybody here that's trying to hunt me down that needs anything right. from me. So mm. I'm just going to do this very important errand while I'm in Chicago. Don't ever do that. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know mm. why I did that. It just felt like you were so comfortable there. I'm like, damn, look at you really feeling the same. I'm like, yeah, I handle some of my federal passport business while I was in town. <laughs> it's the dumbest the thing building. I think I've done all year. <laughs> <laughs> right. And nobody peed on your shoe or anything like that? Like no. you made it through the same Chicago St. Patrick's Day celebration without anybody at like... Just somebody breaking a window in front of you? Not, none of that? I'm the problem on St. Patrick's Day, which is why I don't really celebrate, because I don't, <laughs> like, I don't like the Celtics. Right. And there's a lot of people wearing Celtics jerseys on St. Patrick's right. Day because they are green. Mm-hmm. And You're so, like, in show. 2014, I almost started a fight with a dude at a bar in L.A. because I was like, <laughs> you can't wear that here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that here. And he was <laughs> blessedly like, okay, ma'am. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They're like, you're at my bar on and St. I, Patrick's Day. I did Day. see, I had one drink on St. Patrick's Day. I went and got ramen and had one drink. I had like an old-fashioned. And I did see a guy in a Larry Bird jersey. And I was feeling feisty after my one old-fashioned. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's on. <laughs> Have you been watching Winning Time on HBO? No, I haven't. About the Showtime Lakers? Oh, man, there's some good... If if you want to get, like, energized by, like, people not liking the Celtics, there's some good scenes in there where I'm like, yes! Tell oh, Red yeah. back. Karama just, bro, just cracked her knuckles like she was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, we're going in. <laughs> I I am a fellow Celtic despiser. So there's I no lo- I reason for me to hate this. This rivalry has basically been dead since Larry Bird and Magic Johnson retired. Same. There's literally no reason. It's just the thing I hold on to. It's my hobby. I had beef with Danny Ainge. He's gone, and I'm still like, man, I still really do not like this team. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. You always bring that up. You're like, I thought with Danny Ainge. I thought it was going to be gone. Well, I always bring it up on this show. You should talk to my therapist, you know? (laughs) That's all I talk about. No. 
Also, I know there's a listener named Alicia from Boston who's going to be in my mentions right now because whenever I bring up Alicia, Boston, like, I love honestly, I love you. I love the people of Boston. Alicia, you get the pass. And you know what? My my dislike <laughs> of the Celtics. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't come into my house wearing that. The people that in crash, Boston. Though. Some people in Boston are great. Boston as a city, though, does have a reputation for being Dice. just a little bit racist. So. A little bit. I've heard. I heard. I heard a few things from the history books. <laughs> The, I, I should not give the uh, global pass to the people of Boston. <laughs> That's probably a little much, but there are great people in Boston. No city deserves a global pass, I think. No. Know, oh, you know, definitely no. not Los Angeles. <laughs> no, like, I'm no, from no, a no. trash no. city, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Chicago's great, though. Thanks, Chicago. Chicago, yeah, Chicago is great. <laughs> honestly, yeah, my grandparents are from Chicago, so I'll give, I'll give, uh, I'll give some people the grandparent blanket pass. Yeah, yeah. If you're a grandparent in Chicago, great. There it is. Boom. Boom. We honor you. We do like to ask our guests, and we particularly like to ask you, what is something from your search history? Well, it's funny because I've lately, like, I've run out of weird shit to, like, I'm, like, now Googling, like, weird shit. (laughs) Like, I'm out of, I'm out of all the... Like, like I, I was going to talk about the Dyatlov Pass. Do you oh, guys know about the Dyatlov Pass? I do. See I what do. I, that's, see, it's like the Dyatlov Pass is like the, I don't know, like the Almond Brothers of the weird, you know what I mean? Like, it's like everybody yeah. knows, they're like, oh, right. Jesus, what are you right? talking about? Just because we know about like, it doesn't it's mean like our hack. listeners know about it. I think you've talked, I think we talked about the last time. But like, I've, I've, did we talk about Dyatlov Pass? Yeah. Last no, we did. <laughs> Pretty sure. I know. I know the three of us have discussed the Dyatlov Pass. Did we talk Pass. about the sex position I made up called Dyatlov Pass? Okay. No. Now, I, is that <laughs> what happened when you googled weird I did, shit? It's just a bunch of people in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Dyatlov Pass, for those of you who don't know, is like a bunch of Russian hikers, like in the 1970s, ended up just like getting fucking. Well, they died. In mysterious circumstances. But they also ended up, like, dead, like, in ways that were just, like, totally crazy, like, you know, like, spread out, spread out over, like, a huge amount of space, and, like, all of them were, had different injuries, and some of them were, like, naked and stuff, and so, anyway, that, that, I just think it's funny that I've gotten into the, like, I'm the same, I'm like, Dyatlov passed, like, I'm doing Cold Brew Got Me, like, the podcast, and I like to talk about something strange, you know, Mm -hmm. and I realized that I'm into, I've, I've talked about all the strange things, and now I'm into hack strange things like hey have you guys heard about the philadelphia experiment right <laughs> now they're like no way how about the rendlesham forest incident they're all incidents uh <laughs> is that the is that the like british military ufo yes encounter? everybody knows it's horrible it's like after it's like I got when, nothing it's just like because... when, <laughs> it's like the year punk broke it's like when nirvana broke it's like nightmare it's like because now the history channel's got all this shit on blast if, if that's the right thing to say yeah on blast, young man. Miles, do you know? So I mean, been... I'm kind of a UFO head, though, which is a cool thing to call yourself. But Miles, do you know about that? <laughs> uh, the forest incident, Rendlesham. No, my boyfriend's a UFO head. <laughs> oh, cool! That's awesome. <laughs> Good for it. Sounds great. How's that? We're hanging out with her. Fucking I bet brunch is a blast. <laughs> Rendlesham Forest. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Wait. Man. So what's the Rendlesham? Rem, Rem, Harry and the Hendersons Forest. Rendlesham Forest is like a very believable UFO sighting where like this little fucking UFO that was pretty small actually went around in the woods in England, and like a bunch of people tailed it, and like these guys were running around. And they have it all on audio. Like they have audio from the yeah. 
concurrent recordings. Who the of, fuck like, was what's recording walkie talkie transmissions back then on like a reel to reel or something? But again, but, it's it's one of these things that you see in some of the UFO encounters where it's not a thing where somebody's just happens to be walking in the forest and like encounters a bright light, like both this and the example of the Tic Tac where like the fighter jets were scrambled out to see it. Like they, the UFOs were there for a while. And so like, that's why they were recording is they went out there to be like, there is something very strange going on. There's like all these weird lights that are like floating through the forest. And we are a military base that I believe had like nuclear capabilities. Maybe not, but it's it a was, great story. Yeah. It's an unbelievable story. But I would like, say it's true unless they were making unless some like the ideas everybody says it's a weather balloon, you know, but that's kind of like nobody believes that everyone knows that's a right like a, a fake, tiny weather balloon a that cover was like story. moving yeah. through this the like, forest yeah, like there's, unless and the, burning trees. Unless the government was like created a tiny little UFO that, yeah, like burnt trees and like traveled around in the woods, which seems like there's no yeah. way that that's not a military thing. They're not trying to One explore thing, the military the woods. loves a goof. They're trying, military not trying loves to explore a goof. the woods. Oh, yeah. yeah. The military doesn't want to check out the woods. <laughs> I've said that three times. <laughs> that's cold brew. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Okay, so what I've gotten into is I still I still watch abandoned mind videos because they reliably mm -hmm. find stuff and i am sick of i watched i watched curse of oak island for fucking seasons you know but i watched it on the bootleg version where it's all wavy on uh, youtube right. like uh, where they have to shrink the screen and stuff <laughs> right you know and what i mean like, like it's like up like a couple cents yeah like the, put like a bunch of swirlies yeah. like swirly patterns on the side of the screen or something and they do kind of do the show backwards yeah. Anyway, yeah. so Oak Island hasn't found anything in like nine uh. seasons. I give them credit for, you know, trying, but I'm tired of it. And at least at the abandoned mines, they find a glove. They're still or, delivering. You know, oh, they'll find like a, yeah, like a Prince Albert tobacco tin. Yeah. You know, reliably. Yeah, right. And that makes the, me feel, feel yeah. good. Yeah. The first time Chris came on, he was talking about mudlarking, then people fishing around in rivers, I believe, at one point. <laughs> Mm -hmm. What a disrespectful way to describe magnet fishing. Magnet fishing, my bad. <laughs> People fishing around in oh, rivers. Oh, magnet fishing. It's magnet only fishing. one of the top sports in the world. But I feel like we're slowly honing in on... <laughs> <laughs> we're slowly honing in on... Uh, Did you not you see know, the Olympics? The pay dirt. Yeah. Magnet fishing. The magnet fishing. Yeah, they stock the pond. Was, they stock yeah. it with, like, wrenches and... <laughs> <laughs> and lawn chairs that's all they ever find is fucking right. lawn chairs and wrenches and they're always like pretty good day yeah and i'm like no it wasn't a good day Not you know really. they're like you if you think a good day is finding a lawn chair and a wrench uh i found three wrenches but they're like on the upside we got drunk i mean it's just like regular fishing like it doesn't yeah. matter what you catch it's just about how drunk you get it's about the it's about the friends you make I'm having a premonition uh, or whatever it's called when you think you've had this exact conversation before. But is there a. <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> it's is, like, we've had this conversation with Crofton before. I'm, well, we've just done so many shows. My brain is broken. But is there a genre where people go into garbage dumps and like dig through garbage dumps and like evaluate our trash? That would be interesting to me. Well, they definitely wouldn't be evaluating it because people like that don't. They don't. They just hold it up at the to the camera, mm. like they don't say anything about like historical. And <laughs> most of the time, they're just they like, look, oh, at this, look, look, look at this fucking thing. High chair right. for a baby. This is probably old, or maybe it's <laughs> not. Oh, but I think it is. Well, it might not be though. It could be contemporary, but I'm pretty sure it's old, or maybe it's not. That's pretty much the whole thing. But yes, yeah, yeah. people go to the dump 
and find dump cans. Like they'll find mm. old beer cans, like from because oh, stuff. Right. They're the like dump. searching for treasure, essentially. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you can find. I mean, dumps are. I'd like to I go mean, to come the dump. On. We all know the old adage. I'd like to go to the dump. Right. They never let me in. They said I need a license or something. But there, there's this uh, <laughs> Arizona like sociologist, I think, is what his profession is called, and he evaluates people's trash and like to determine things about like modern America based on our garbage, which is like the only actually democratic like way to evaluate people is through their garbage because everybody gets right. their garbage collected by usually the state or you know. Well, there's two things about garbage. First of all, I read a thing where you have they hot dogs have so many preservatives in them that you can find a hot dog from the 1950s in the landfill that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever eaten it because I know there's that guy, New England Wildlife and Moro eats old food, but I've never, right. he should do no, a thing where he like goes that. to the dump and actually eats food out of the dump. But that's a recommendation for New England Wildlife and Moro if he's watching. He also unclogs culverts. He has a whole separate channel devoted to unclogging culverts. Like he, this has been brought to my attention by other people, like people like who listen to Cold Brew Got Me, like, you know, they're like, stop talking about the Dyatlov Pass and start talking about the fact that your man, New England Wildlife and More, the guy who eats old food from the 1930s but couldn't get it during the pandemic because they canceled the state sales, that man, when he couldn't get the old food, started unclogging culverts. And he has a girlfriend, and they go together. And it turns out a culvert is a pipe. I thought a culvert was like a little ditch or something. A culvert is the name of the actual pipe that goes under a road. Right, right, right. New England Wildlife and More is obsessed with culverts. And he camped out on a culvert. He put a tent on top of the pipe and was like, I'm camping out on top of a culvert. It's right underneath me. But he was like, it was like an achievement. Like, it's like, but he's genuine. You know what I mean? He's not doing this as a stunt. He's passionate right. about pipes. Like, he likes pipes, like the pipe. He's like, it's right underneath me. I'm on top of the culvert. And you're like, that's what? It's so confusing. But then you realize yes. this is what life's about. Yeah, you know, finding fucking, the thing that gives yes, you joy. Stop trying yeah. to make a billion dollars and go to the moon and start getting excited about pipes. Yes, yeah. I mean that Damn is literally almost word for word what I have written later <laughs> in the doc. Because <laughs> I swear to God, because of fucking like the fact that crypto is now has now democratized people's ability to make their job like finding ways to game like little markets and so, so now we oh have even more brain power just being dumped into fucking bullshit and like gambling markets essentially instead of unclogging culverts or building a new culvert that doesn't need to be unclogged and sometimes like lakes have drains in them like i right. i don't know if you've ever seen that i don't know what that's all about i haven't gotten into it but he likes oh, unclogged drains and he's like when the drain goes, he's like so pumped and he has a girlfriend it who's into it. creates a whirlpool. I yeah. mean, I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and this culvert guy? This guy who's got some woman who'll go with him to unclog culverts? Sounds like he needs to switch it up. Yeah. Nailed it. That's just like, he must be wonderful in bed. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> you got a girl who's willing to come with you. He's all right. I mean, I do have to spend a lot of time with pie, like pipes he likes to unclog pipes <laughs> he doesn't have a whole lot of money he eats old food you know he's, yeah. he's all right though he's not <laughs> he's there. nice so yeah so he unclogs pipes he also camps out in a, an abandoned motel like he's like there's an abandoned motel right near this pipe i want to unclog and so he stayed in the 
abandoned motel with a space heater in the room. And he kept saying, like, what temperature it was. He was like, it's still 40 degrees in here, even with the heater. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, and he has a girlfriend with him during that, you know. <laughs> Just like any other girlfriend. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, my goodness, these people are in love. And that's the kind of love I want. Yeah. I want the love are. where we both are insane. Yes. <laughs> I just want to unclog shit. Someone said that's to... the only kind of love. Dally, what's something you think is overrated? Hang on. Sorry. I wrote this on a sticky note. What is my top out of all of these things? I put basil. <laughs> um, the oh, herb okay. basil. Um, <laughs> I think I was just mad when I was thinking about this. I was mad at my plant. Basil, if you're listening to this, fuck you. Yeah, I just repotted my basil and it like started dying, and I was like, it was, like all my other plants are just like thriving right now, but basil's like, oh no, change. Oh no, so, transplant shock. Nobody needs you, basil. <laughs> nobody likes pesto anyway. Wow. <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I know people who love pesto. I know people, Her Majesty. I'm sorry, I'm not taking shots at you, uh, my love, but uh, my partner, my <laughs> wife, her majesty, blood type is pesto. Damn. <laughs> that that also assumes that she listens to the podcast, which makes she me doesn't, jealous. She doesn't. She uh, doesn't. You she said doesn't. that. You said that like someone who's confident that their wife listens to the podcast. But it will get back to her because people right. we know listen. Because I'll then, call her after Yeah, we, well, this you're texting her right now. I just got a text from her. She said, what the fuck are you saying on me? Jack just texted me about you, me like, fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming you grow it because you do like it occasionally as a food. You just don't like its delicate constitution. Is that kind of where, where well, we're it's at? Actually, it's like a really horny plant. Like it grows really well, but it's just my plant right oh. now is not doing so great. So I think mm. I was just thinking about what's overrated. And I put basil down because I was like personally angry at my plant. Every every time I've bought like living basil at like a farmer's market or something like you can plant this, you know, so you can actually keep growing it. I fucked that shit up every time. And it never grows. <laughs> so like, I, I kind of felt you in that first part. I'm like, did you buy some shit that someone told you you could plant it and then it will grow abundantly? I grew it from Mine seeds. I like, a oh, God, shit. I raised it from seedlings and it was doing great. And then like, it was just the moving it to another pot. Are you fighting your dog right now? My dogs are like fighting with each other right here <laughs> next to the microphone. I'm so I heard sorry. their I heard their nails on the floor. I thought it was my dog outside my door. I, was like, no. I can't remember if I had my second dog the last time I was on this, but they're they love to do this when I'm trying to like record something or have a phone call. I don't know how loud yeah. that is, but I'm very sorry. That's fine. And look, it adds texture. It gives us environmental, you know nuance so yeah the <laughs> listeners love dogs and our get our it gets our listeners to stand up and go check outside their doors to see if their right, dogs right. are running around <laughs> which they they you know they need the stretch your legs yeah question mark reminder on their phone every once in a while <laughs> wait that's a reminder you get that's a reminder oh that's from uh aura my aura ring oh O-U-R-A. wow a is like hey maybe stretch your legs a bit <laughs> Hey, hey, you slovenly fuck. <laughs> Get off your ass a little bit. What is something you think is underrated? I think empty time in the schedule is underrated. I, I think basically non-productive time is severely mm. underrated uh, by myself and by the wider society that always wants you to be hustling and doing and demonstrating how much you're hustling and doing. And just like emptiness is a, is a great feature. Is this a is this a new realization? Is this something you a philosophy you've held dear? Because I know 
in the time we've worked together, I'm like, I think Barrett Tunde is like one of the most hardest working people I've ever met. He has yeah. 900 things going on all the time. At I'm all like, times. I've, okay, maybe this isn't like, what, how, how do we get here? That's a, that's a, that's an excellent and, uh, an intimate question because, <laughs> because it is something that I don't always believe and I certainly don't mm. always practice. So it's a realization I've come to a number of times. Right. But every time I rediscover it, I'm like, all oh, right, I don't, like I need to schedule blank spots to right. just have time to think loosely, like not listening to a podcast, not binging on some programming, not in a meeting, not writing, not intentionally making anything happen. Mm -hmm. Just like space, the final right. frontier. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's, it's new again. And it's something yeah. I really just have been feeling over the past week. As I had okay. the thought that you have about me from the outside, I also share from like, oh, maybe I'm up to too many things. Um, mm. And how am I going to push to get it all done? And instead, but then in my mind, I'm like, that. that's how you become a best selling author. Like, you know, <laughs> right. <plays>. I'm like, <laughs> well, this kind of ties into what we were going to talk about with TikTok and like that, that pipeline. Cause mm. yeah, I, I have the underlying question of whether, you know, our next generation of like great actors and directors and creators are being just swallowed up by not like busy work, but like the very small and disposable creations of like social media, you know? Like, Yo, okay. Okay. Yeah. We're going, we're going into the so deep end of the pool, but kids. I, you know, that, that ties back to just the importance of boredom. Yeah. You know? that, that's a, that's another a, way of saying what I, what yeah. I was thinking about underrated. And I think we, we perform productivity, right? We, it's kind of right. hard to show that you're not doing things or you feel some sense of shame. If you just post mm -hmm. like just chilling, doing nothing. Right. And also maybe you're not doing nothing because you just posted about how you're doing nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, there's just there's so much of our I have definitely drank the Kool-Aid or actually I don't know if I drank it. I think I've been like waterboarded by the Kool-Aid of productivity. <laughs> and so it ended up in my my digestive system, but also in my lungs and my eyes and like every other part mm. because we're trying to get ahead. Like we're trying to generate more we're trying to achieve and and feel like we have some purpose and that's so much tied up in just doing a bunch of stuff right so just pausing to to get off of that race off of that track is, mm. is quite difficult and yeah. you know we set up an economy where it's kind of required to right because you know it's it's hard to afford a home you know even if you have money it's hard to afford a home. you don't have money like it nope you know so there's <laughs> a there's a there's a trap that we're locked in around this productivity thing that occasionally rears its head and i'm like oh there's another way to be oh right yeah and then i crank out some tiktoks you know, <laughs> about my newfound insights yeah. right follow me follow me follow third me eye. <laughs> uh, follow me at third eye bear tunde yep, oh, yeah yep sign up for my course uh you know. was that was like the hustle culture where do you think it got really big like in college was was at university does it get like that because oh, you know you're, you're at a really competitive school a lot of people achieving things is that sort of like the beginning of sort of completely cementing this uh philosophical pitfall within it's you? um i think it was you know i grew up with a deep sense of the sacrifice my mother made to right. provide me with a lot of opportunities to shield me from some of the more perilous parts of life growing up in the crack wars dc 80s all of that so mm -hmm. I think I carried a little bit of a burden of debt where like, right. I got to earn this. I got to be mm. the return on her investment. Mm. And right, then by the right, time right. I got to college, it was a, 
a safe place to experiment with wildly unhealthy behaviors about <laughs> trying to get ahead. I, I tried to sleep every other night for a couple months or a couple of weeks. Ooh. Or then I would do like, I'll do four, four hours tonight and eight hours tomorrow night, four hours tonight, eight hours tomorrow night. Or just push myself to like not sleep and see how much I could get done, which I, I'm still convinced is why I don't remember a lot of college. Um, yeah. I didn't drink at all during right. college. There was no binge wow. drinking or any of that destroying brain cells. It was just, but the same effect happens through sleep, sleep deprivation. deprivation. Right. Yeah. yeah. And when I started learning about the long-term health effects, uh, that helped slow me down. When I met my now wife, Elizabeth, she is the opposite. Like she really respects contemplation, time to synthesize, right. rest. And, mm. you know, she rubbed off on me, I think a little more than I rubbed off on her, which is, I think that healthy for both of us, which yeah. is, you know, encouraging me to, to pause and breathe. And then what I found is maybe, what, you know, to your point, Jack, about creative production, I can have bigger and better ideas if I'm not constantly cranking out tiny ideas. <laughs> right. And so just creating, it's a little, it takes a bit of faith because you don't see it in the short term. You're like, but I'm not doing anything in the right. next five minutes to prove that I'm a productive member of society. Right. But over the next 50 minutes, my mind is just processing a lot of the stuff that it's consumed. And then five weeks from now, maybe I come up with something. Right. I just have an idea, quote unquote. But it's, it's that idea is the result of space that, you know, the hamster wheel uh, would never allow me for. So it's, right. it's, it's one of those things you have to like trust you know, a different process and just know that things might emerge on the other side rather than what you can see tangibly in the short term and like pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, TikTok is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still wake up at three every morning and work out like Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Good for you. Wait, really? Do you really wake up at three no. in the morning? Oh. <laughs> I, I just find that like that's the new unhealthy sleep habit du jour that people are like, this, I, this, this means you're me. truly on your grind right. is if you wake up like at the time that most people are like just starting to enter REM sleep and uh, and start lifting weights. That's, that's Mark Wahlberg and The Rock both do Yeah, this? I believe so. I know Mark wow. Wahlberg does. Wahlberg, I mean, it helps sure. that they, they have probably personal butlers and private right. trainers and people that yeah. take care of all the other stuff that the rest of us have to do. Yeah. Um, Who but just right. take over driving when they fall asleep at the wheel. Yes. Like when they they drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, Mark Wahlberg has to wake up and then eat a meal that's prepared for him and work out with a person that's waiting for him to yeah. walk him through it. And then he gets in his like cryo chamber or whatever it is. <laughs> right. Right. He's like, pop and then some, I start my pop day, some acidophilus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Just, Beer yeah. bong a gallon of acidophilus. And then you right. go, bro. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk some politics. Is that gang? Customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system. Or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. 
Now, I was looking at Shopify.com and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back, and uh, it's time to check in with the wonderful world of state politics. So, as you mentioned up top, the GOP has a hot one going in Ohio. Mm -hmm. So this is to fill a empty Senate seat. I believe these are the two front runners. They, they are. They, they were not popular at the thing. There was like a straw poll after the debate where. Josh Mandel, not everybody's favorite candidate from that, but they are like in broader polling, the front runners. And um, yeah, Miles, tell, give us the tale of the tape. What went just, down? Well, on one side, you have Mike Gibbons, who's just like you're just, you know, like GOP Senate hopeful from like the early aughts, like shit out of a machine when you're like, yeah, right. Private sector. Business yeah, like guy, Newt cool. Gingrich looking. Yeah. And then you have Josh Mandel, who's like, you know, served uh, like a couple tours in Iraq. But the thing that like sort of put him on the map initially was because Trump didn't want to like didn't want to endorse him or like get involved with him. He's like many people have said that Trump has, quote, called him a 
charisma-free weirdo and dork, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, okay, that's uh, fucking interesting. And this is according to multiple sources who have been like, yeah, Trump has this weird thing about Josh Mandel, like always talking about his charisma or he's weird or asking about his personal life. So this is one of the quotes that they gave to the Daily Beast, like an insider quote. The former president has used the term fucking weird to describe Josh Mandel more than once when I've spoken to him about it. One of the people said he goes on to say, quote, he asked or he has talked about Mandel and sex in the same sentence more times than I would have liked to hear. <laughs> Which so, I'm assuming is more than once, but based on the way that people talk around Trump and like all the horrifying things about him within the Republican Party, I'm I'm assuming it's more like in the 20s. Yeah. Well, and, and they yeah. say Trump always talks about wild shit, people's sex lives, like always prying or just bringing up like absolutely inappropriate things that aren't relevant at all, even to his like racist gang of politicians. They're like, I don't know if I care about that part so much as bringing white nationalism, the normalizing that here. So anyway, Mandel has made like a lot of waves because he's we realize he has to embrace the MAGA world. This is what we've seen from everybody, right? It's like, I got to fucking hug this radioactive dump site to be able to ascend the heights of, of government. And especially like with the Christian elements, Mandel is Jewish. And a lot of like supporters and other like observers and like Jewish outlets have been like, this guy is like now kicking it with like anti-Semitic conspiracy theorists, like in an attempt to like cozy up to MAGA world. And they're just like, this is all kinds of weird. So that's the whole backdrop of this dude and Mike Gibbons, which brings us to last Friday when they participated in a debate. And again, Gibbons did the thing traditional GOP got to be like, this guy's got no private sector experience. He's not a working, he's not a job creator, like that kind of shit. Dude, Mandel goes off and here's the kind sound. Of. Yeah, just check this out because this guy is a real aggro cool guy. We should probably describe what's happening because it's a very boring goes off. I'll say that. Like the his version of going off is like a focus group told him that he should act tougher and like something short circuited in his brain and made his legs stand up. He certainly got the note about projecting that aggro shit because maybe he took that note a little too far. So uh, here's a little snippet. I can you tell filed you that I, with the Federal Elections Commission well, you stock I, in Chinese I, Petro. I personally didn't buy the stock. You made millions uh, so the guy off talks of, slow as Gibbons. I don't think I made millions off of anything. I'd love Mandel's to have made millions off of Chinese Petro. Uh, first of all, Shanghai Shenda and buying, Chinese Petro. Buying a second. Right, you may not understand Mandel. this because you've I never been in the private. No, you don't. I do. You've never been in the private He's sector up. in your entire life. I've worked, sir. Josh, squat. Two chores in Iraq. Don't tell me I haven't worked. Don't tell me I haven't worked. You don't know squat. No squat. You don't know squat. They're both standing in Iraq. Don't tell me I've been worked. Face to face, like inches between their noses, but both Back standing off, like they have a pole up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> even the moderator's even like sad. He's like, all right, come on, guys. Like, you, none of you are about this life. And this is a this is actually a debate for people looking to get the nomination for a Senate race. But right. this, this goes on again because Mike Gibbons now, he's in his like boomer bag. And right. he's like, you're not, you don't, you don't, you don't scare me, little kid, tough guy. And this is when it starts getting a little bit hotter. Come on, come on. Never, that'll happen. Sit down. Never. Watch. Yeah. 
Watch. We'll square it away you're with the wrong dude. No, no, you're dealing with the wrong guy. You watch what happened. You watch what happened. Oh! Wait, who said that? That's Josh Mandel. You want to hear one more time when he says, you don't, no, don't, don't want to deal with me? You watch what happened. You watch what happened. So, that's wow. what went down. And meanwhile, you're going to hear, I think J, I think in the clip you do hear J.D. Vance be like, come on, guys. Right here. All right, guys. Well, J.D. Vance has been standing to the side, and then he also got the focus group note that you should stand up. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, so he stands up at the end for a moment and is like, geez, guys, and then sits back down. Ridiculous. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, look, a little light homophobia in a in a Senate primary race. It means everyone wins, I guess. But yeah, this is what's funny is after the fact, Gibbons, like spokespeople denied that Josh Mandel had hit him with that. Like just being like calling him out like that. And it's just weird. It's like, oh, huh. Wait, it's they like, denied. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you said that. Now I don't know what their their strategizing is on that. Maybe because the like voters would be like, "Oh, what you can't handle some words, snowflake." But um, that's kind of the state of that race at the moment. So you have your choice, Gibbons Ohio. Just overtook Mandel in polling, apparently, and so this is like kind of a wild swing from Mandel to be like, "I could beat him in a fight." Does that appeal to the you, old guy? All? The old guy, like, you don't look that tough squaring up to Mike Gibbons. You know what I mean? But I guess in these races that are just about projecting as much masculine energy as possible, that's that's what it calls for. The J.D. Vance thing is extra, like, cringy and surreal to watch. Like, if you just watch any YouTube clips of him going from, you know, talking during the Trump administration, being, you know, the mainstream media's favorite sort of person who like expert medium to the other side with the other side being like poor white people and like Trump supporters and just was always so unfailingly condescending and dismissive. And now he is like trying to like trying that costume on and like goes around to campaign stops and like old beat up Cincinnati Bengals sweatshirts that like he had to get at a thrift store like he the bought day on before. ebay for 400 bucks yeah yeah <laughs> and like there are these articles where his like close friends from like yale law school are just like it's really weird we still talk to him and like everything's cool but then you look at him out there and like it's so yucky <laughs> like it well, seems to be the general vibe it's wild what the pursuit of power does to people yeah I think he's in fourth, by the way, in the race. JD Vance. Yeah. Well, it's almost it's almost like people saw you flip flop so hardcore as like a never trumper to like MAGA wannabe and they're like, Oh God, JD, just please sit down. Everyone yeah. sit down. Let's talk about this Grey's Anatomy writer story. It's just kind of a wild story. But it's, it. it's it's definitely something that you see happen on the internet everywhere quite a bit. Yeah. Or just this idea of people being taking a little bit from here and there, spicing up their own life to maybe ascend in your job or make yourself more interesting or garner sympathy. But there's this writer, Elizabeth Finch, who's written on Grey's Anatomy since 2014 and has also been on like written on shows like Vampire Diaries, True Blood, you know, like established writer. These are all my shows also. I'm like, I've oh, been really? with this woman. Yeah. I, wow. my toxic trait is that if I'm hanging out with you, 
and we are near a television, I'm going to ask you, hey, do you want to watch the pilot of True Blood? And oh, you're going to say no, and I'm going to make you do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love that energy where you're like, man, if we get high, Karama's going to be like, do you want to watch the pilot of True Blood? Stone Cold Sober. Stone Cold <laughs> Sober. Time. I will do that <laughs> yeah. shit. I love I, It's True reminding Blood. me of me who would be like, hey, man, you want to watch City of God in like 2005? <laughs> Yeah. Every City time I'm like, yeah, City shit. of God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or the the pilot of the shield. No, but like True Blood is my show. Yeah. And right. she was the writer's assistant on True Blood before she was a writer on True Blood. So she's been with that show and I like I was with her the whole time for the whole ride. There you go. And I recently rewatched all eight seasons of The Vampire Diaries. So wow. yeah, and okay. I am two episodes behind on Grey's Anatomy. So I've watched 18 seasons of Grey's Anatomy. So this oh, I'm I'm really upset with Elizabeth right now. Yeah. Are you Lindsay, who's directing Were it. you familiar with Elizabeth before this story broke? Like did you know her as a name? I, I did not know her as a name, but when the story broke and I looked her up, I was like, I know her work. Yeah. <laughs> you're everywhere yeah. I want to be. <laughs> like your MasterCard or Visa, whatever that thing is. But <laughs> So when right before she or was about to start Grey's, you know, she she was saying that she had been through a lot of health stuff. And in the writer's room had mentioned she's been through a lot, had a very turbulent medical history, which the, the writer's room naturally, you know, Grey's Anatomy will take shit from real life, inspired by real life and put it into the show. And her stories were not an exception. They they heard a lot of the anecdotes that she had and were like, wow, can we use some of this for the show? And this is from uh, one of the write-ups. They said, quote, despite being just 44 years old, Finch has seemingly endured a lifetime of ailments and suffering, which helped transform her into an icon of the show. She was diagnosed with a rare form of bone cancer the year before Gray's hired her. She went through several brutal rounds of chemo, which forced her to unfortunately have an abortion. She lost a kidney and part of her leg and then was required to have a knee replacement surgery, surgery only to later learn that she had been misdiagnosed by a doctor whom she later confronted. And she's been very upfront about this. She's written like multiple essays in places like Elle magazine or like the Shondaland, Shondaland website. But things got went a little bit sideways when all of a sudden her wife contacted Shondaland and ABC to said, I, I think my wife may be being a bit duplicitous about like what she's telling you all. So this all happened because at like during while uh, Finch was working on Grays said that they had to leave for a pressing family emergency that day and couldn't work. So that her coworkers concerned phoned her wife, asked what was happening. They mentioned like what Finch had told them. And her wife said that the details of what her, like what Finch said to the writers at Gray's was eerily similar to her, her own very specific medical troubles. That's and, the part that gets me because just say this happened to your wife. Just say that yeah, it happened to your wife. Right. Grace doesn't, doesn't change care. anything. Right. Yeah. That's right. what's so wild when you're like, yeah, so I went, you could, you have just as much proximity as a writer. I'm sure other writers would trust you to being like, oh, you lived through supporting a person going through this. You didn't just read an article. Mm -hmm. Please give us some usable, you know, like something that we can, we can actually inspire the writing on the show. But yeah. It's odd. So right now, Finch has been put on leave and the, the people aren't quite sure. But the wife has said because of this, like, fought, like what's happened, she's like now going through a, quote, acrimonious divorce. Mm -hmm. Damn. So, yeah, I mean, if true, you truly are like, what was the point of that? But I get to in some in creative environment, maybe just very misguidedly, you think, oh, this is going to make me like indispensable to the show or this will really help me be someone who needs to be part of the show. And 
you know, help me in my career. But damn. That's... What's what's wild is it feels like she doesn't know the show because of the fact that she decided if she did lie, if this is true, she decided to lie and say that it was her instead of her wife because the show is about relationships. The show is mm-hmm. about the relationships that you build with your coworkers, with your patients, with like romantic relationships. It's about right. people. It's not just about the medicine. And right. having somebody whose spouse is going through this and who like say Meredith, main character, right. the gray herself. She sees somebody whose spouse is going through this and it reminds her of when her husband Derek died in like season 12 or whenever he died. That That is a story that is, I think, very compelling. I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a compelling character for any medical drama is somebody who takes the medical history of a loved one for like selfish purposes. That shit would be... I can see that. I I don't watch a ton of Grey's. I've I've watched a lot of like medical dramas, like House Scrubs, like mm-hmm. all the all those shows. Like so, you know, where the patient is revealed to like be having like sympathetic ailments based on the ailments of a loved one. The other wild thing is just the. It's a really interesting, like almost like psychological drama of being the spouse. And mm-hmm. like putting these clues together as as it like right. dawns on you, Kaiser Soze, like the end of Usual Suspects <laughs> style. You're just like, what the fuck? And then you like go and reread the article that they wrote on uh, on. That's L. the other crazy part because if she's yeah, publishing did... articles, right? You're you not know? reading that shit. They're like, nah, you don't need to read that. You don't need to read that shit. <laughs> also, you're like, hold up, this character on Grays. That's the shit that happened to me with the knee replacement. And the right. misdiagnosis, that's in that. It's like, yeah, I told him about you, baby. That's what something, I told him about. Something feels funky here. Like, so there, there is the, more to this story. Yeah, that's what I think is odd, because the idea that you're publishing multiple essays, like all the articles say, like, she's been very vocal about her experiences. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, what, how, like, is this something, is this more of a divorce? And then the their people are weaponizing Oof. different yeah. facts against each other. All to say messy place but it's just uh yeah it feels very early in the story for the hollywood reporter to be reporting it to be honest like because it's like they just were replaced they were just placed on administrative leave to Mm -hmm. pending the investigation and it is a story based on around an acrimonious divorce which those are always real tricky yeah Well, and also, like, it's an issue with medical records, so it is going to be very difficult for them to do a full investigation because you can't just say, like, give us all your medical records. Those are private. Right. That's a real HIPAA violation. Right. But we did want to, I did want to talk about it because I feel like this is something, like, have you guys ever had somebody who you knew through, like, an online community who had a, like, big medical drama that turned out to not be true has that ever happened to you oh i've seen from afar like people lie about like a thing but never like personally where i'm like damn i can't believe they fucking lied about all that shit i I mean i feel like it's a story we see a lot or Mm -hmm. on twitter i feel like random fandoms will be like this guy lied about all like everything like okay yeah yeah that happened back at cracked is pretty wild oh shit Yeah. yeah yeah yikes no, I don't think I've ever been in that specific experience. I have been a part of a lot of large online groups where people 
have lied about stuff, but never like health stuff, usually financial right. stuff. And right. I was in this big Facebook group in LA called Girls Night Out. And it's like the worst kept secret Facebook group in the world. And it's for women. And it's got like 20,000 members. And one of the like main leaders of that group, she ended up getting ousted because she was like in 2020, in June 2020, she was getting donations from people on Venmo. And she said that she was going to be like redistributing them to women of color. And then people were like, show us the receipts. And she's like, oh, I will. And, um, and mm. then it's like, hours for these receipts to materialize and they had just been purchased like it, mm, it right. was like she had just sent the money there was some shady financial stuff going right. on and she had also yeah. said that she wanted like money for new protest sneakers and people were like you can get oh. your own sneakers <laughs> wow <laughs> nice sneakers big swing there i need new protest sneakers yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's like oh wow bless them bless all of them bless them all all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about some other stuff. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. And uh, it's time to get to yet another life hack it seems like it is like makes life more difficult, but it does get people to be like, oh, they know a life hack. Yeah. So this is cupcake eating hack. Yeah. Hit, hit us, Miles, because this is this comes from eyewitness testimony. OK, so a couple of weeks ago, I was at a birthday party for Uh-oh. a friend and someone made cupcakes and they came out. One of the guests very confidently just tore the fucking thing in half and inverted it on itself. So like tore it nothing- in half like. For, like the the cake was torn in half like along its equator like yes. around the so right it's not torn in half like the like down the middle no 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 it's like you rip the top off or the base of the cupcake off and then just flip it over and smush the frosting on top so it's like a sandwich so the bottom and- of the cake is the top of the sandwich the icing is the middle and then like a rumpled top half of the cake is now the bottom of the cupcake yeah and i was like okay and they were like yeah it's like this like you don't need this is like the way to eat cupcakes and i was like no and then on the takeout the food blog we love so much on the show they posted a thing about Anne hathaway was like on ellen or some talk show and also being like this is how you eat a cupcake ripping it in half inverting it on itself and it's like it's so clean and it's so neat what and i I'm just, I don't, like, this is not genius to me. It And I will say this. The person who I saw doing demonstrating the hack, they had cake all over them. <laughs> so I completely missed the part where they were like, so this wild. is a hack. It's um, aside from, I don't know, you're like, you're just getting icing all over the place. Oh, I don't know. This is me being an old head. And that's why I bring it to this I council. Of I don't understand what problem it's supposed to be solving. Okay, they'll be like, oh, you get frosting all over your face when you have, like, you know, just frosting, you know, stacked, like, eight inches off the top of a cupcake, and you bite into it, and now, like, you're, from your eyebrows down to your chin is, like, inundated with... with, Okay. But, like, that's not a thing I've had an issue with. Like, I know how to fucking finesse a cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. Also, where are they getting the... The cutting tool? Are you carrying... Okay, so you're carrying a knife. I think they're ripping it. They're ripping brute force with your hands yeah that's when your hands are gonna be sticky well that's what i don't understand when you say that anne hathaway says it's a very clean process she's anne hathaway is out there in the streets tearing tearing the ass off a cupcake right yeah (laughs) mangling them in front of children and then saying it's a clean way to eat yeah i don't know Uh, people point out too like you know what happens when you're eating a sandwich inevitably you're gonna displace the frosting when you bear down you with having the, the cup the cupcake bottom on top this oh. the frosting has some needs somewhere to go and that's probably out the damn sides yeah you're, yeah. Bit, you're displacing for sure i just don't I, I, this is i don't know and this is comes from somebody who as a kid i would eat the paper that from the cupcake <laughs> just to kind of get the last bit of flavor off of it as oh, a kid because i'm like that's scrape that shit Oh, yeah, that's you're leaving money on the table if you're not getting a little bit of bite out of that cupcake. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I always saw it on the table. Yeah, (laughs) you're just leaving money on the table, baby. 
Kyle, did you you worked at a cupcake shop, right? I, I worked at a cupcake shop for many years. I worked in the back. I decorated cupcakes for all kinds of events, and this was never a practice that uh, I saw at that cupcake shop. Did you ever see anyone? Have Have you heard of this? Have you seen this? I've have never heard of this. It It makes me believe that this is a new trend. Mm-hmm. This was never a thing. The one <laughs> thing that I t- the one thing that I did hear about was like sometimes. I worked there at a point where they had like cupcake toppers where like they baked like the top of a cupcake, top of cupcakes, and then, then put frosting in the center. But it was Wait. never never us tearing anything. Right. right. Hmm. Yeah, why would you <laughs> really use th- that to somebody's I don't know why I got so serious. Yeah, the way you're accessing your <laughs> memory. Like, my yeah. hands came so <laughs> kind of a Mr. prayer Burns. hands. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Let's My favorite cupcake, Susie Cakes, has like a little like dig out in the middle where they add extra icing. Oh, Max! You tried up. this shit with one of those? With that, you would have no. you would have a disaster on your hands. You would just oh, have that's, a yeah. ball of icing and cupcake yeah. that yes, you you would have to just shove in your mouth. Like, and you it, set someone up who likes to do the hack with that. That's what I'm gonna do next time. I'm gonna be like, oh, I got some cupcakes. Why don't you Why don't you do the hack on this one? And then everywhere, I'm like, you fool. So when you went to this party with the cupcakes, were they already in that shape or just everyone started doing that? Were they on the platter that had been ripped up? No. No, it was just one person. No, one person just goes, hey, guys, this is how to eat a cupcake. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, let me ask you this. Did this person start a revolution? Or Or did everyone ignore that? Response kind of tepid. (laughs) No, it was kind of one of those things. And I'm sure they don't listen. but like. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, all right. <laughs> it was just kind of very quickly dismissed. I was the most curious. I'm like, why would you do that? And not like in a confrontational way. I was like yeah. really trying to understand, like, am I missing some like key to efficiency here that I'm completely like, it's like, it's lost on me. It's like, no, it's just easier that way. And then like watching their little like, like frosting covered fingers That's as they I'm like saying. delicately ate like this sandwichified cupcake. I was like, oh, you've done no. nothing. I am going to try this. Like, you, that's yeah. so we, we talked before uh, a couple weeks back. One of our guests said that they recommended eating yeah. an apple from the bottom up. We Rather have, than like a rotational. Huh? Instead of rotational around uh, bottom up from the bottom. We <laughs> have not been able to stop talking about that, even though I refused to try it. Miles tried it and did not like it. No. Some of our guests, same deal. This is one that I like even less than that hack, but I will try it because I'm always down to experiment with a cupcake. I don't sure. mean to be I don't mean to be rude, but I, I I hear this and I go, this is a non-problem and you need to get a hobby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. This is Anne Hathaway. Anne ha- <laughs> Also, I'm sorry, Anne Hathaway. I'm to believe that Anne Hathaway is eating cupcakes right. all the time yeah. enough to where she needs a solution yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> well, she yes, yes 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 she's like there's really a problem here i need to i need, need to, to pick up this out cupcake efficiency it. she's on the set of a big hollywood movie and she's like give me a second i need right. to figure out this major problem and she has all these cupcakes in her room she's like right. okay hiya 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 let's see her cupcakes hiya hiya and then they're like whoa and you gotta come on set Anne, you gotta share this with the world I was just like that. Yeah, she she could be. Oh, she's like it was the Kelly Clarkson show, and like yes. you go on a show, you're promoting something. You're like, yeah. 
So, like, Anne, let's talk about your new film. No, shut the fuck up, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring hey, bring those out. cupcakes out really quick. I got to yeah. fucking tell everybody about this problem that we're facing right now. Oh, the rampant inequality? No, fucking inequality. Shut the fuck up, Kelly. <laughs> I'm a fucking cupcake. Inequality of distribution of icing and Of cake. icing. Good. Nice setup, Kelly. Good. All right. You try and eat it like a normal asshole. You see, folks? Look. Completely destroying it. Now... Watch Anne's perfect method. Oh, see? <laughs> it's totally clean. They're all doing the Anne over there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh it does presuppose that the icing is the messy part, but the cake is really the messy part because it's, it's crumbly. the crumbly shit that gets all over the place. Yes. Now, granted, it's easier to clean up if you have like a little handbag or something. So maybe that's where they're coming from. No, Jack, who goes. Well, why are we even saying that using a min miniature hand vacuum is part of the cupcake eating process? <laughs> That's what we're like. And obviously, because you're yeah. going to have your hand vac handy. Like, I have a four-year-old. Uh, the miniature oh, right, hand vac right. is that, that like makes sense. the sixth step on many of many of. That's true, actually, because it's so true. All my friends have smaller kids. They have like hand vacuum. My one friend busted out a tiny little one that they keep in a backpack. Yeah. Just to like the main like, reason I'm jealous of Iron Man is because he has that energy source and he could plug in a hand, a little hand back and just carry it around with him at all times. A Dyson even. Yeah. Like real yeah. deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main reason. Other than that, didn't really see anything else that impressed me about this guy. <laughs> but that suit, that's a walking vacuum power station. <laughs> hey, talking about movies, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, let, let's Pivot. talk. Uh, it's Hollywood's big night. Oh, You know, we live in L.A., so we're all, you know, getting ramped up, getting revved up, excited for the night that the stars really do come out and shine. The Oscars are Sunday. And there, there was a little controversy. I know this seems strange for anybody who pays attention to the Oscars, but people did get a little up in arms about something seemingly small with, with regards to Rachel Ziegler not getting invited to the Oscars. People said, it's a snub. What happened? You get two tickets or the studios get tickets to, you know, send whoever they believe is worthy of a ticket. Are they, what is this some kind of conspiracy? So, and you're saying what? In her initial post, she said, I've been trying, but sorry, I got it doesn't seem like it's happening. I'll be watching the Oscars with all of you from my couch. Mm. So this put visions in everybody's mind of, you know, the star of one of Hollywood's most nominated movies it was like one of the great, like, you know, come from she went from like high school plays to a Steven Spielberg movie. Everyone's like, yes, people were now picturing her sitting at home in L.A. Well, like, you know, down the block. All, all these studio heads were partying it up. So then the Oscars reverse course. They were like, not only are you invited, you're going to be a presenter. And Gawker has been relaunched. And this is the shit that they existed in the first place and are reexisting for. They, they pointed out that this might have been like kind of a bullshit story. First of all, she was not watching it from her couch. She's in London shooting the live-action Snow White, I think. And so it, it would have been a massive undertaking for her to, like, for them to stop the production, have her fly across the world, fly back at mm. COVID times, which yeah. 
like it means that people need to get tested and quarantine and all that shit. So I feel like, you know, and then it's also the Oscars are on ABC owned by Disney. She's making a movie for Disney. So maybe they were just like, mm, we're just not going to invite her. Right. Which I think that's where the issue is. Gawker's like, she's a liar. Like she was misrepresenting it. But <laughs> I, like I, this just makes me think like, oh, she's going to she's going to be good in her well, career. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Disney though too is you know yeah Disney fucked up. They they're notorious for like being very on top of money that's being spent. So I'm sure and they'd be like, oh, if this if the star of our film that we're trying to make more money on has to leave production, that's gonna clog things up and cost us more money than it would even have. Run. Fine, whatever. But hey, Rachel, you know, glad to welcome to the town uh, uh, where the part of town I'll never go anymore. And everyone in L.A. has no idea the Oscars are happening. So it is it is a it is a monumental time when you were setting the story up. I'm like the Oscars when everyone in L.A. aggressively becomes anti Oscars. Right. Yeah. Are Kyle and Anna, are you excited at all? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these faces. They do not say we are rearing to go to watch the Oscars. I mean, what I got to say about that part of town is there is a Beetlejuice themed bar. Oh, where is the. Oscars are like by oh on in on Hollywood on Boulevard. Hollywood, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the Beetlejuice bars right there. So that she could go there. <laughs> I will be watching. You watch it from there. From a Beetlejuice themed bar, like all of you. <laughs> right. They do like bloodshots. Yeah, right. we could talk at length about the bar because they're they're they do really cool stuff. <laughs> yes. But the, as far as the Oscars go, uh, I dropped off after. I mean. I mean, I was just recently thinking about the the beautiful moonlight moment. That for me is, of course, yeah. that's top off. I think it was the last time I watched an Oscars. Yeah, I I'm I maybe took a look Holy. since then, but yeah. I, I'm yeah. not really in there. Yeah, I'm, no. yeah, I'm definitely Oscar. not in there. Yeah, I'm not really in. There. I once went actually to see the limos as like an experiment, just to like. <laughs> See what Experiment. that well, twisted. <laughs> yeah, it was my experimenting ex- with limo watching. <laughs> well, I just wanted to see. What, my friend was doing this like project on tourism, so we dressed up like tourists and then went to watch the limos. <laughs> and um, people were just making fun of us, but it was like, no, the joke's on you because we're this is an experiment. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> not serious, an experiment. So <laughs> yeah, but it's not so as sad as you think. It's so interesting because people line up and watch limos go by, but there's you can't see anything. They're all tinted, right? Yeah. So you're just like, hi. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like like a spiritual. It's not seeing them. It's them seeing you. It's them. Yes. That's what's weird. Amazing. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me because like celebrity is. Yeah, it's like a spiritual proximity, like a, a physical, like just physically being there is like, they saw me. Right, right, right. Yeah, like oh. you don't know who it is seeing you. It could yeah. be the... Um, it's Hollywood. It could be, it could be the cinematographer who you yeah, don't know who it is. Yeah. Best boy grip. You know, we don't. Yeah. Key grip, you know. Key grip. Um, key art PA. Who knows? I, on be. accident, one time went to like a, a Oscar swag thing get like giveaway uh-huh. i had no idea i had ju- my friend was like do you want to come with me to this thing she was a journalist and so she was invited to this thing i d- had no idea what it's for we went it was the day i think it might have been either the day or the day before the oscars uh-huh. i had just come from an exercise class and i had wet hair and i was like 
just wearing just like exercise clothes. And then we arrive and it was like people in gowns taking step and repeat photos. <laughs> and it was a swag bag event for like just weed as far as I just weed in general. Just right, different weed, weed companies ca- came Brought out. to you to, by weed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There were just all sorts Big of weed. There was literally weed for dogs. So wow. then there was a dog representative. A dog in a gown. And then I'm there with my wet hair. <laughs> Which I, I you probably was, fit in more with your wet hair and exercise clothes at a weed giveaway than someone in a fucking ball gown. So I mean it was it was crazy. People were like really networking and there were charcuterie being passed around and I was like, I, I did not know that this was <laughs> I mean I just wasn't prepared. Was it with a swag bag situation, do you go and you just pick up a bag and leave, but or no, you're saying you schmooze a little? You have to schmooze for like five minutes. Mm. Or, okay. They're like, oh, let's check you in, and then you go inside the, yeah. the suite. Excuse me, and right. you, you're in the suite for like a few minutes, and it, it, you know you're like waiting in line to receive your duffel bag full of, I'm sorry, but just weed. Simply. Right, right. And so yeah, you have to. You can't be weird and just take your bag. You have to like <laughs> no. And then while you're standing in line, people come up to you. For example, with the dog representative, they go, might I interest you in some dog weed or whatever? Uh-huh. So you have, you can't be, I mean, maybe you could be like, not for me, yeah. eyes on the prize. But you have to I'm going to just take my double bag. <laughs> so did you get the bag? I did, did get the bag. You secured the bag and I secured the, the bag. bag. Was it good? Like, were the products cool? Did you feel like they lift the oxidative burden? <laughs> oxidative that that was the thing that we lear- learned about one of the giveaways in this year's swag bag. It, it lifts the oxidative burden at the cellular level. Wow! Any products like that, or just weed? Um, okay. <laughs> Mostly weed. <laughs> there were there were no there were like take a CBD and THC uh, infused massage from this man who come to oh. your house. There were a variety of things, and there were vapes and all this other stuff. I'm gonna say something that'll immediately out me as an unpopular guest in your program. Your ratings are going to go through the toilet. I'm plumber. so sorry. <laughs> through the toilet. You're going to have through to get a plumber the in there. Damn. Through the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> That's pretty I, aggressive. I'm not even 420 friendly. <laughs> I mean, I just, oh, boy. Like, wow. I just don't even. I can't smoke weed because it just makes me. Too, honestly, it's me. Uh, it makes me too crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But me too. it could be the weed. No, I, I'm right there with like, you. It's me. The weed is so nice. <laughs> the weed is really nice. Please, it's me. I, it's I really there's something yeah. wrong with me. I, I don't want to ruin it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Please, so you got a basically a useless bag of nothing. For all and I didn't. Even, my friend didn't tell me it was a weed thing. Right, right, right. She just said, "Come with me." And presumably, your friend knows you well enough to be like, "Anna's not fucking with weed." Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So and yet there now, I am now our focus is on this weed. friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's a controversial friend. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, it means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.
Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.